Being a Better Man, Episode 23, The Long Day. You have just entered a world governed by personal accountability where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior, where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Join us as we focus on the actual character of men rather than merely the trappings of manhood. Well, hold it. We're not doing that today. Today is story time. That's right, folks. Instead of the regularly scheduled podcast, I've decided to squeak in something extra in between. Story time with Alf. These stories are relevant to the mission here at Being a Better Man, because in every story, even though these are my stories, there is some lesson, example, or other nugget that you might be able to apply to your life, or it might remind you of your own similar story. Either way, you should be entertained. So at the end of each story, I will talk briefly about what the lesson learned was, the moral of the story, in other words. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Now, all my stories so far happened a long time ago when I was a kid, but today's story is very recent. It is a story about a day I just had. The reason I decided to share this story with you is because it's kind of a good example. Everybody has a bad day from time to time, and it's an example of being able to turn a bad day around and squeeze some value out of any situation. A reminder that we have the power to choose whether a day is bad or not. The day in question was March 9th, 2016. As you may or may not realize, in addition to being a podcaster and a small farmer, I also maintain a regular job in order to keep the lights on around here. I drive trucks, big trucks, cross-country, 18-wheelers, dump trucks, semis, you name it, and I've driven it. The kind of trucks they write country songs about. And I got a ton of hair-raising tales from my years on the road, but I'll save those for another day. On this day, I was at the helm of an enormous chip truck going from mill to mill in Aberdeen, Washington. See, trees are cut down, they're brought to the mill and shredded into these huge pile of little wood chips, and they're loaded into my trailer out of a hopper, and then I drive them to another mill where they're used for making paper or as fuel to burn at other mills. The, ch the wood chips are about the size of a thick potato chip, except it's made out of wood. And the chip trailers that haul them are bigger than the normal trailers that you see on the road. They have really big, low bellies in them so that they can put more chips in them. When the whole thing is loaded, the whole truck weighs nearly 100,000 pounds, about 50 tons. That's about as much as 29 Toyota Camrys. I looked it up, actually. Now, March in the Pacific Northwest came in like a lion, and it had not let up. There was driving cold rain and high winds. It was very blustery and wet. And this is lambing season here on the farm. And we have a ewe that is extremely pregnant and in a very bad way. She has had triplets twice before. And this time she's big as a house and looking like she's in really great distress. And I would have stayed home to make sure she was okay, but they really needed me at work. So I went ahead and went in. I was worried about her, but I was hoping that Mother Nature would take care of it until I got home. And when I got to work, I let them know 
Look, as soon as the chips are under control, I need to go home as early as possible so I can tend to this sheep. The mills are about an hour and a half away from the farm. The day was going okay. I was getting things done pretty quickly, and I was on my last load, almost ready to head home. I was fully loaded, going about 15 miles an hour around a sharp right-hand turn when I felt the whole truck shake and swerve in a really weird way. I got around the corner and looked in my mirror, and I saw wood chips hitting the ground. The only thing I could think of was that the back door had come open somehow. So I stopped the truck right where I was, and I got out into the squall to investigate, and what I saw was the last thing I expected to see. The trailer itself was ripped in half. It was still connected, but there was a huge rip from the top all the way down the side to the bottom. You could look right into the rip and see the wood chips, some of them tumbling out, and the belly of the trailer had come to rest right on the street. Apparently, the trailer was faulty or had a faulty spot in it, and it gave way under the weight of the load at the apex of the turn and just split out. So I just stood there for a minute in the slashing rain, just gaping at it, trying to understand what was happening because you just don't see that every day. Then I immediately called the boss. The rainstorm was getting worse, and I was already soaked to the skin, and I was stopped in the middle of a road full of logging trucks. When the trailer ripped in half, the back axles wound up over the center line of the road, so vehicles going around me had to drive out on the muddy shoulder one at a time. So now I'm talking on the phone in driving rain while directing traffic. The boss wants pictures, but now my phone is so wet, won't even respond to my fingers on the screen. I finally managed to get a photo off, and he told me to go ahead and try to move the broken truck very carefully. The rip that went down the side also went across the bottom. And I was afraid that if I moved it, the whole trailer might just tear into two separate pieces, leaving 25 tons of wood chips in the middle of the street. Another trucker had stopped, so he was helping direct traffic as I attempted to move the truck. Going very, very slowly, I managed to pull it off of the road. But the whole way, I heard terrible popping and groaning from the trailer and I expected that any second it would rip in two, but luckily it didn't. Now I was off the road, sitting in the truck with the heater blasting because I was wet and freezing. I hadn't brought any rain gear with me because I really didn't expect to be out directing traffic that day. People were on the way to help, but they were about an hour away, and that's when I remembered my poor sheep at home in distress trying to have babies. I had really wanted to get home early this day, and now it seemed as though I would never get home, because the truck obviously couldn't go anywhere. I was over an hour from home, soaking wet, shivering. I began to get in a very bad mood. I was stuck, mad, cold, and I couldn't imagine what anyone could do when they did finally get to me. It just seemed like a hopeless situation. Have you ever heard of like attracting like? You know, like good energy attracts more good energy, and bad vibes attract more bad vibes. I believe that's a real phenomenon. It happened to me on this day. As I was sitting there waiting in a bad mood trying to get warm, I had nothing else to do except monkey with my phone. And being a relatively new podcaster, I keep a pretty close watch on how many people are listening to the show. It really makes me feel good when I'm getting a lot of downloads. I feel like I'm doing something good and providing value to the world. On this day, while I was sitting miserable in the truck, 
I was checking the downloads on my phone, and they came to a screeching halt. Like everybody suddenly just stopped listening to my podcast. This put me in an even worse mood. I felt like I had been abandoned by the whole world, forgotten about by my listeners, and physically attacked by Mother Nature. I also felt horrible wondering about how my poor sheep was doing at home, the sheep I was now powerless to help. During this whole ordeal, I had come to the conclusion that I didn't want to come to work the next day. I just needed a day off to get caught up on all the stuff that I was unable to do because I was stuck out here on the road. I needed to tend to the sheep and get caught up on podcast work. I just didn't have time for this. Eventually, people did come. Then they brought these big vacuum trucks to suck all the chips out of the trailer. A guy from the shop finally came to pick me up and bring me to the dump truck I normally operate so that I could drive home. The hour-plus drive home was miserable as well. I had the heat on full blast, but all that did was evaporate the water in my soaked clothing and make the windows fog up so that I couldn't see. So then I was forced to drive with the windows rolled down, the heater on high, rain smacking me in the side of the face, and I was cold all the way back to the shop. Once I got back to the shop, I had to use the bathroom really, really bad. And I was also ready to tell the boss of my plans not to come in the next day. But before I got a chance to tell him that, he said they needed me to use my personal vehicle to drive out to the mills in the morning because of the breakdown, because they were short-handed and short one truck. I told him I didn't think I was coming in, and he, he asked me why. And I proceeded to tell him in a not-so-nice way. And then suddenly, through my bad mood and surly attitude, it hit me. I was being presented with a great opportunity to be a better man. I stopped what I was saying to my boss, and then I told him I needed a couple minutes to calm down and go to the bathroom, and we'll talk later. I left him then, and I took a minute to evaluate everything. I realized how fortunate I actually was. The truck broke down in the most perfect spot it could have on a little side street. It could have happened in the middle of downtown Aberdeen, which would have been a nightmare. Or it could have happened on the highway going 45 miles an hour, which would have caused a bad wreck for sure. I was actually very lucky. In that moment, I changed my bad energy. I realized that my boss, who was also my friend, was just a messenger, and that he was just trying to do his job too, and that I had been a little hard on him. So I went and found him, I apologized for my previous attitude, and I told him I would be happy to work the next day. My wife texted me and let me know the sheep was doing okay. When I got home, my wife had a big fire going in the wood stove, and the house was warm, dinner was good, and there was a cold beer with my name on it. And that's pretty much the end of the story. I sat there relaxing after a hot shower, thinking about how fortunate I was, and feeling sort of embarrassed, too. Because there was a lot of lessons in this day for me. I had let a combination of stresses and problems get to me. Had I not caught myself, I might have said something I regret to my friend and boss. Luckily, I caught myself before that happened. I also learned that sometimes things happen that seem really bad. But they are actually the best possible thing when you consider all the alternatives. I was also reminded that I am in charge of the energy I put in the, into the world. 
If I remain positive and optimistic, the world responds in that way. And that if I am in a bad mood, guess what? It's my fault. I can't blame situations or circumstances for how I feel. I am totally responsible for my attitude, nobody else. If I wasn't so aware and constantly thinking about being a better man, I might have missed that opportunity. The whole day could have spun out of control and gotten much worse. So the next time you start having a bad day, I hope you remember this story. Remember that you have choices and that a bad day is really just another great opportunity to be a better man. If you'd like to see pictures I took of the truck at the scene, you can see them over on the show notes of this episode at the website beingabettermanpodcast.com. Now go out there and be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herrig's dad signing out.